What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Guava Girl podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. We have the influencer, guru, super brand sponsorships, master of codes and <laughs> influencer marketing here joining us. Her name is Ashley Spadali, and we actually met at Pace to Be Brave. She was a DJ. I was the girl in the cash money suit, and we totally hit it off. It was such an incredible time. We were cordial on Instagram before, but when we met in real life, we were like, oh, my God. Did we just become best friends? So it was so amazing. I love Ashley. And she, you guys, she knows her shit. She knows everything that she's talking about. So I'm so excited for you to really absorb all the golden nuggets that are about to be dropped in this episode. It's absolutely fantastic. If you have questions about how to approach brands, do you DM them? Do you email them? What do you say? She gives us a script, you guys. It's absolutely phenomenal. But before we get into all the juicy, juicy details, and I promise that we will, I just want to say thank you so, so much for the incredible success of the last podcast episode. So I'm not sure if you heard it, but the episode all about how to hack the Instagram algorithm was the most listened to Guava Girl podcast episode to date. Thank you so much for sharing it on your stories and tagging me. It was absolutely fabulous. Within 12 hours, I think it broke record numbers and it was such a high rated podcast. So thank you all to my Guava Girl squad. You are my rock and I do have a Guava Girl of the week. So thank you so much to Ruth and Ruth writes in on iTunes. I first heard Isabella on the Bucci Radio podcast. Oh, you should also go listen to me on Bucci Radio. That was that very, so much thank you, Ruth. <laughs> so much thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and it legit was one of the top podcast episodes I've listened to. She cares. She shares incredible value tips on how to grow your Instagram, which I immediately started to test. No joke, after listening to that episode, maximizing my hashtags, cover photo, and caption, I posted the two most liked, saved, and engaged posts that I have ever had, growing my following more in a week and a half than it's grown in the last three months. Holy shit, Ruth, that's amazing. Isabella's recent episode about hacking the algorithm was pure gold as well with tons of applicable tips. All the stars, babe, keep adding value to people's lives. Wow, Ruth, thank you so much. Oh, that gave me so many chills. You guys, go listen to that last episode. It was absolutely phenomenal. And all the tactile tips to totally boost your engagement are on the way. I am coming out with an ebook. More on that later. This ebook, I know it's I know everyone, everyone and their mother has an ebook, you guys. And I want to fight it off, but you guys keep asking me for it. So what do you want me to do? I don't want to create it, but you want it. So I got to follow what the market wants. I'm going to create an ebook for you. It's not going to be a cheap ebook. It's not going to be a freebie. This is an ebook that is going to contain every little detail of how I boost engagement. So I gave one of my friends, Susan, a hack of um, what I'm going to put in an ebook. It's just one of the tips and she grew a hundred followers in like three hours. It was insane. So enough about that. I will, when I have more details on that, you will know, but let's hop into this episode again. Thank you so much, Ruth. If you guys, you know, it would mean so much to me if you could rate the Guava Girl podcast on iTunes, even if you're listening on Spotify right now, even if you're listening on like Podbean or Anchor or wherever, just 
go to iTunes and leave me a review. Five stars. I don't have the iTunes algorithm figured out. I have the Instagram f- algorithm down pack. I know that shit. It's as if I developed the freaking app myself. But iTunes, I'm a little bit lost. So if you would be so incredible and leave a review on the Guava Girl podcast and you could be the Guava Girl of the month or of the week, right? Because this po- this podcast are coming up more frequently. I know you guys also told me that I need more episodes. So this is what I'm doing. I'm giving you guys what you want. Please go ahead and leave me a review. It would be so nice. You can just leave it five stars or if you really want to be the Guava Girl of the week, go ahead and write something, right? Tell me a story. Tell me something that you learned. I love knowing it. And let's hop into this episode. I think I've been rambling much too long. And again, Ashley Spadali knows what she's talking about. She is absolutely fantastic. We giggle, we laugh. It's a really fun episode. I love you all. Go tag her. Go find her on Instagram. Ashley Spadali, S-P-E-D-A-L-E. Ashley spelled traditionally. You get it. You can find it. It's going to be everywhere. All right. Let's hop into this episode in five, four, three, two. Hi there, my name is Isabel Silverio, entrepreneur, feminist, dog mom, and founder of Guava Empowerment. And this is a Guava Girl podcast, where we empower women to think entrepreneurially and creatively so they may lead the extraordinary life they never thought possible. I am so thrilled that you found my podcast and I cannot express how thankful I am that you're here. So welcome to the Guava Girl podcast. I started my company from a janitor's closet of a tiny apartment to help women like you unlock their potential of creating the lifestyle and career of their dreams. Let me share with you this. Here you'll find the good, the bad, and most importantly, the real inside look of what it's like to work for yourself and feel empowered by doing it. We talk about growing your following on social media, building a personal brand, and what it is like being a woman in startup culture. This is the Guava Girl Podcast, so let's get started. All right, hello everybody and welcome back to the Guava Girl Podcast. Today we have a super duper spooky special guest. Oh my gosh, wow. I can't believe this came out of my mouth. Her name is Ashley Spadali and she's going to talk to us all about how her influencer journey, how she became, uh, you know, this, this had a really large following, made a decent income with influencer codes and working with big brands like Target and what, what else, who else have you worked with Target? Um, Ulta, Ulta. Yes to like Yes to Carrots. Oh yeah. Raw Sugar. Oh my god. A lot of beauty brands. Yeah. Brands. Yeah. But of yeah. course, you know, codes and being an influencer is kind of cool. But what's even cooler is having your own tribe and having your own high ticket clients. So she's going to take us all the way from the beginning of her journey with the influencer aspect career and then move us forward into where she is now, where she's helping so many women entrepreneurs really establish their brand online, finding their voice authentically and looking like a unicorn while doing it. So thank you so much for being here, Ashley. I'm so excited to chat today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. I love when the Guava Tribe builds. Uh, we call we call ourselves the Guava Girl listeners. That's who is listening right now. And they are all at home, probably going like this, like, I'm so excited to hear what Ashley has to say. Um, we guess we can start with just like how we met and yeah. from there. So we met on the internet where you meet all your friends. Duh. Duh. And actually, actually, I think you DM'd me a couple of times, like every single time I was dancing on Instagram stories. Which yeah. Is often you would send you would send me like, hey girl, uh, 
if you're going to dance, can you use my hashtag? And I'm like, yes, I will. But I always, so I honestly kind of forget to use your hashtag, but I tag you. And then we met yes. in real life at Pace to be Brave. Yeah. Yeah. So Pace to be Brave is Angie Lee's in-person event in San Diego. I spotted Ashley from a mile away because she has neon pink hair. And, and I spotted you from a mile away because you had a really sick outfit on with oh money on it, which was unreal. <laughs> I was drunk that night, like so bad. It was, I mean, you have to be to wear that. I don't have that kind of confidence. It was, I mean, you do because you did it. It was inebriated confidence, but I appreciate that. Um, so we met at Pace Be Brave. We obviously clicked because we're cut from the same cloth. And we're here to just give you guys some juicy tidbits on this podcast episode. So I'm really excited, Ashley. Uh, is there anything that you want to add to the listeners? Any Anything you want to preface? Any foundations that people need to do before we hop in? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say that if you want to be influential, always have intention behind it. Um, don't go af like with the mission to make money because it's not going to transfer that way, but mm. it has to be a passion. So um, wherever you are, if you're afraid and you're, you're kind of like, I don't know, who am I to do this? You, you've probably heard this so many times, but just start. <laughs> yeah, just start. Just get messy. Just and do just it. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. I hear you. I was just on a sales call where someone was like, I don't think this is right for me. And I'm like, girl... If you're on the sales call with me, this is right for you. So yeah. definitely get started. Yeah. Should we do like a deep breath before we like yeah. really hone in? Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Everyone listening, deep breath on with us right now. Ready? One, two. And out. That feels so good. Yeah, it feels really oh, good. Yeah, it feels good. Okay. Feel like we're on VR now. Oh yeah. This is always gonna be. No. Uh, but how about Ashley, how about we go back? How about you tell us, you know, a little bit about yourself, the beginnings, baby Ashley, any sure. childhood trauma. No, leave the traumas out. Just the fun stuff. Sure. <laughs> go for it. Sister. Give it to Am I in a therapy session? No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So at a young age, I was always super creative. And I always found something within me to show up and perform on a stage, whether it was singing or speaking, um, doing the morning announcements since probably <gasps> fifth grade. You did that? I did. I was always so jealous of the kid who got to do the morning announcements. I was that kid. I was in the AV homeroom, little nerdy. Um, but I loved it. I loved just like being able to set the tone for my, um, what, what do you call it? Your, your friends in school? Yeah, um, set your click? Your, no, that's not the word I was looking for. Your, I totally just went, No, not colleagues. What do you call, what do you call your Classmates? Friends? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been a while. Like, it's been a while since I've been in school, clearly. Um, I always wanted to set the tone for my classmates' day. So I grew up in the late 90s early 2000s when I was in high school and mm -hmm. I would literally make a mixtape on a CD and play oh. it oh. through this I would put the microphone up to the boom box so that there was a soundtrack going through the speakers five minutes before you had to be in homeroom because I You're just amazing wanted 
everybody to feel like the music and get like amped for the day because I actually really hated school. So that was what brought me joy and like got me to go to school was doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Was there any specific songs that were your favorite that you played? Yeah. um, If any of you have ever seen the movie, The Breakfast Club, you know, the theme song. Hey, 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 hey. Like I played that a lot. I can't even think of the name of the song right now. Um, I think it's just called Hey by The Breakfast Club. <laughs> we can go with that. You, everyone knows. That. Yeah, people know. Everybody knows about. that song. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that kind of like, I was always performing in some way, shape or form in musical theater, acting. And then I graduated high school early. Um, and I started going to college right away and I finished college in three years because I was just kind of like, I hate school, but my parents want me to get a degree. And I got a degree in radio, TV and film. Wow. And great. yeah. And then I worked in that. Where did you go and grew up and stuff? I grew up in New York on Long Island. Oh, fun. Spicy. Yeah. Oh. And during college, I actually worked in Walt Disney World. <laughs> Fun fact. In Orlando? Yeah, I lived in Orlando for about six months. How cool. How'd you like that? Honestly, at the time, I I had this really great idea that it was going to be the best thing ever, and it was an experience for sure. But it was not really what I thought it was going to be. I had the intention of going down there. They said, when I did my internship, we're going to place you wherever, but if you audition Mm -hmm. and you get the role of being a character you could move oh. out of it. And I auditioned oh. and they were like, yeah, we can cast you as Wendy Darling or Alice in Wonderland. And I was like, yes. And they're like, you can come back next semester. <laughs> and I was like, no. Yeah. So yeah. I was really upset because they kind of lied to me. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened. No, kind no, of it fun. was an experience though. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so yeah, so then I graduated and I moved from New York to LA and I lived there for about two and a half months doing post-production um, and a little production company. Wasn't really mm-hmm. happy. I'd moved with my boyfriend and uh, he couldn't find a job. So we moved back to New York. And again, mm-hmm. I was working for a TV station, wasn't super happy, moved into another role as sales coordinator for all of, for this huge broadcasting company for all the United States and some other countries. And mm. then I got laid off and I was like, what the fuck? How old were you at this point? I think I was 22 or okay. yeah, I was 22. Right. I didn't know what I was going to do. And my boyfriend at the time was like, yo, like you're really good at art. You did makeup in. Yo, <laughs> Ashley. Yo, <laughs> Ashley, you're good at picture drawing, Ashley. <laughs> yo, right? Ashley, I like the way you put the sparkles in your eyes. <laughs> He definitely didn't say it like that because I don't think we use that. That's how all men sound to me when they talk to me. It's like Like, always really aggressive and and it's not. (laughs) Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yo, Ashley, put sparkles in your eyes. Okay. Oh my gosh. So he was encouraging you to unlike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, you did makeup on these films in college, you're really great at it. Why don't you do that? Because then you won't be behind a desk and in front of a computer and like stuck in a nine to five. So I thought to myself, oh, <laughs> okay. New so, life path. 
<laughs> new life path. And I got really excited about it and I went with it and I became this professional makeup artist and I worked uh, at a beauty counter to start. And then I, uh, where do you have any, do you have any, I'm always so curious as to the lives of the women who work at beauty counters. Cause I feel, oh God. this is me. Whenever you just came out. <laughs> You're what? The Long Island accent just came out. The Long Island. Whenever I, I mean, whenever I, I love talking to anybody. You know, I go out a lot, and it, not, I, that's a lie. I stay home a lot, but when I go out, I like to talk to everyone I interact with, right? Yeah. And one of my favorite places to go when I leave my house is Ulta. So when that happens, I always try my best to like interact with the beauty counter girls, but they're either super super nice or like. Have, have, don't want anything to do with me. And I'm like, do you know where you are right now? Like, do I need to remind yeah. you of your job description? Because <laughs> you, yeah. I need help. I need help. But so right. tell me how that went. I'm so curious. Well, I know that world very well. And I freelanced for a lot of makeup companies throughout mm -hmm. the last 13 years of my life. Elta um, um, is a different animal. It's honestly a different animal when it, in the cosmetic industry to me. I think it also depends on location, but Elsa has been notoriously known for like you walking in and you get that experience because it's a very self, like you can shop in, grab what you need and leave as opposed to walking into a department store like Bloomingdale's, going yeah. to a counter and having that person who is totally getting commission off of this, their sales, unless it's Mac, I think. Mm, okay. um, and sitting you down and taking you through an experience and applying your makeup and maybe teaching you if yeah. you buy their products. Ulta is a little bit different where a lot of those people aren't getting commission, but also a lot of the people who are working for individual brands that are freelancing for, I'm going to use an example of Too Faced Cosmetics because I used to work for them. Mm -hmm. That person is traveling to different locations representing the brand and they come in that day. And those are the people who are probably more apt to apply makeup to you opposed mm -hmm. to the person that just works for Ulta itself because they're not really the makeup artist. Yeah, I, I get that. But I also, yeah, I hear you. There so is, it's, mm -hmm. it's people that really love what they do, but it's also people that are really not happy. And those are the people who are like, I don't want to help you. And that's yeah. probably what you've experienced. I've experienced too much of that because I love makeup, you know, yeah, and I feel makeup really bonds. It's like another way of bonding, you know, because, yeah. you know, who's your favorite beauty guru on YouTube? Because like, I always connect with people based on who they follow on YouTube. I'd say I have a couple. There's a yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a fly. There's a fly. You guys can't see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a few. Um, I really resonate with Jacqueline Hill. I love her. Yeah. I love her. And I, love her. I know a lot of people don't love this person. <gasps> but a beauty star. It is Jeffree Star. I love Jeffree Star. I love Jeffree Star. Don't be Star ashamed. I just, I've seen him from the, the like scene days, the MySpace days, and I've followed mm -hmm. him all through that. And I recently just watched Shane Dawson's like five part Oh my God. I'm on him. Shane Dawson. I love Shane Dawson. I love, I love him Star. too. I love Trisha Have Peter. you seen that? Have you seen oh, that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, it's like an event for me. I will, I, I cook for those, when the, for those uploads, like it's in my Google calendar. I love, <laughs> I love them. I love all of them. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I love them too. And I love that Shane Dawson did this insider look of Jeffree Star as like the real Jeffree Star and like mm-hmm. his life. Mm-hmm. Because it really shows like, yeah, sure, you might have been one way when you were younger, but you were going through your own stuff and it really humanizes him. Mm-hmm. To the extent where you understand like, oh, he has apologized and he just wants to call out people when they're being yes. honest. Yeah. And I respect him for that. But mm-hmm. he's also a sick makeup artist. And I mean yeah. like and such a business that yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. so intelligent. And mm-hmm. to see that transformation and him actually finally share that, I was just like, mm-hmm. wow, like that's so Goals. cool that he finally Goals. shared that with everybody. And he thought, like, oh, nobody wants to hear about this. Like, also, yeah, like, we do. I was like, I want to end up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. So for that reason, like I love beauty gurus. I feel no one really talks about the YouTube community, especially like on our online coaching industry, right? Yeah. Like there, yeah. there's no cross pathing. Um, and I really want to do YouTube. Maybe yeah. 19. Um, you should, you should. And I've, I've touched in and out of it and haven't been consistent where like one year I'm super consistent and then another year I'm not. And I kind of just bounce around, but yeah. you know who I follow that I really love, who is amazing at it and is a coach. Do you know who I'm going to say? Sunny, Sunny, Lana uh, Dini, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love yeah. her. I love her too. I, I haven't her met her. Great. I want to do content, content like that. Yeah, but she like it. mastered it, you know. I know in the coaching world. Mm-hmm. I feel like to yeah. teach how to utilize YouTube. I love that. No, she. If you guys check out all these people that we just talked about, um, but I kind of want to circle back. I where were we? We were talking about old times. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 We but, got into that because I was telling you my story. Yeah. Um, sorry. Go, go ahead. back to Ulta. No, no, go back. What did you want to ask? Well, I was just going to say that I would appreciate whenever I walk into Ulta, we can have conversations like this. Cause I like to ask the girls who work. I'm like, so what do you like? Like, what are you into? Cause yeah. I watch beauty videos and I want to know like what's new, what's good. And like, every time I go into Ulta, they're like, well, this is, this sells a lot. I'm like, I want to know your opinions. Like let's bond over something right now. But Let's yeah. move past that. I want to yeah. fast forward a little bit. Tell me a little bit more about what happened after you start doing your makeup artistry. You're really mm-hmm. putting yourself out there. You're documenting on social media. You're mm-hmm. building your tribe. Where is that leading to? Yeah, I think that I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> you know, I just knew I wanted to be like this celebrity makeup artist at one point in my 20s. And I just... Twitter was like really a thing Mm -hmm. and I would just tweet people and that's how I got a lot of my jobs. That's how I got New York Fashion Week. That's how I got published in international magazines with my makeup artistry on models and things like that. So um, it was just me throwing my stuff out there and contacting people, which isn't much different than what I do today. It's just me saying like, I'm awesome at this. I would love to work with you. Are you willing to collaborate? And um, I would get a great response out of that. And I just built myself up and the industry started to change when uh, Instagram hit and there became all these Instagram makeup artists and YouTubers. And I started to lose business because people were undercharging. Wow. And then I'd hear all these horror stories, especially from my brides who had several trials and they finally came to me and they spent way more money than they should have. But if they would have just agreed to go to me first, they would have saved money when they went to these makeup artists that claimed that they were makeup artists 
I but remember. They yes. couldn't even match a skin tone. Oh my gosh. So yeah. people listening, Ashley's a bit older than I am. So I remember when Instagram started, like what you said, when it hit, when it hit the ground running. And I remember this like big flux of like all of a sudden everyone's a makeup artist, right? And like yeah. low key, me too, but I was like 16. So I'm like, I can't really be a makeup artist, but I, <laughs> I, I, I saw that. So that's so crazy how it impacted you and, and your, your income that way. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so, so many of us. So um, I had been doing lash extensions, but people didn't really know what it was. So my mm -hmm. business, when it started to grow, started to move more into lashes and lashes was what became like my main business. And um, mm -hmm. I owned my own business doing that. And then I really always had a passion like I think I had mentioned before, for color and, and fashion. And I've had a blog probably since MySpace days, if you want to consider. Um, MySpace. I yeah. had one. Did you have a top eight? I did. I don't Do remember. Do you still talk to anybody who is in your top eight? Probably not. <laughs> did you used to code your own themes? Yes. Me too. I did too. So then there fun. Was some, did you have a live journal? I didn't. I'm a little so, too young. I think, I think yeah, <laughs> I'm a little bit like I'm dating myself. Well, no, live journal, no. was, live journal was like the first thing where I would just like do these I posts, and that was like mm -hmm. my blog, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. And um, then it turned into I had a blog spot, and like I've always had a blog, blog for over spot. a decade. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then it moved over to WordPress, I want to say about five years ago. And I also, it's a, just to circle back, just so you understand my brand when I say this, I also had a cupcake company called Glittle Cupcakes. Glittle? Yeah, Glittle. It's a made-up word. Glittle? <laughs> yeah, it means little uh -huh. and glitter yeah. mixed together. So Glittle. <laughs> That's yeah. So I it became that. like branding for me and like friends yeah, would nickname me and they'd just be like, Hey, Glittle, what's up? You know? Oh my God. That's so cute. Like little girl. Yeah. And then um, I, I, that's like an important thing for me to, 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 I guess like mention because, mm -hmm. because I had built that company, it opened up a lot of doors for me with makeup artistry too, because then I was working alongside Sephora and then Betsy Johnson and, wow. um, uh, New York Couture, which I don't know if some of you guys might not remember this or not, depending on how old you are, but New York Couture mm -hmm. was and still is a avant-garde high fashion line that is in New York. And you can think about the MySpace days, like mm -hmm. very brightly colored, tutu-esque, like very artsy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so it helped you. So the cupcake business kind of helped you getting your foot in the door with those companies or yeah. was it kind of like how did those mesh together it was like oh you it kind of like I I started to brand myself as like this cupcake girl so I would wear only Betsy Johnson dresses oh, fun. I always like, wanted one of those I have oh a ton God. girl they're in New York in my storage oh, unit oh, I can them up. so yeah I would I would dress up in Betsy Johnson dresses like full-on do my makeup out and and then I would bake these brightly colored really amazing tasting full mm -hmm. of sugar yeah <laughs> cupcakes uh -huh. and I would present myself as like at events like with the cupcakes yeah so 
I became like the the person that you would want at your event because I came dressed up and like mm. had these really amazing cupcakes that I that I that's sold cool. or would you're be catering. You're such a fucking rock star. Like that's oh, exactly. I mean, that's what I did at the Pace to Be Brave event. Like, you yeah. know, I wore a cash money outfit because I wanted to be loud. And when you're loud, you get attention. And it's not like I want to be an attention whore. I want all eyes to be on me. But you know, people who are listening at home. Pace Be Brave was expensive. It was like a $700 ticket. It's a business investment. I networked with a lot of people. So you want to kind of be that 1%, right? Whenever you go to those types of events and you guys can have your own opinions on that if you want to. But anytime you go to a networking event, the point is to stand out. The point is not to just like blend in with the rest of the crowd because you can do that at home. You know, you can network yeah. online. There's mm-hmm. so... I always recommend being loud. And I love how you talked about like that. Cause that's, everyone loves a person who brings cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. So and in general, I'm just going to say this, mm-hmm. be extra. Always. Yes. Always be extra because extra is good. Extra like is it's fun. actually really good and it's fun and it's never mm-hmm. too much. You're never too much because then you're really being authentic in you and like what feels good to you. And a big thing is if you want to do well in this industry, just like online coaching or you want to be an influencer or you want to do YouTube or whatever, you need to understand that you are important. Not mm-hmm. like in the mindset of you're, you know, you're more important than anybody else because we're all equals, we're all on this planet, but acknowledge your fucking importance. And when you walk into a room, pretend like you're the light bulb that just lit up the whole room. And you will be. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. I'd love to segue a little bit and talk just about, so what was, let's talk about now, what was the tip top of the mountain when it came to being an influencer online with your blog, with these codes, and then what happened after that? And what trajectory are you following right now? I DM you ladies all the time asking, what kind of content do you want to see from me? Thank you so much for your support, but I'm really here to help you with your Instagram, your business. So give it to me, girl. We'll hash it out right now. What do you need help with? And the number one response I get is, Isabella, I feel like my pics are really bomb and that my captions are great, but I don't know. I just feel like my engagement is just crazy low sometimes and the follow and follow is driving me nuts. And one of you guys actually put a little peanut emoji after nuts and it was so cute. Uh, But really, whenever I see a response like that, it really brings me back in the day when I was working in marketing, working in startups, and I was doing everything and anything to just make my Instagram account grow and for those of my clients as well. I was really just testing, doing different research methods, and I'll admit it right here, right now, I definitely had one of those bot apps for a moment, but what can I say? Like, I was just so desperate, it was wrong, it damaged my account don't do it. But it wasn't until I really started conducting extensive research on hashtags and really acknowledging their power. So it really helped me. I would, I would do a lot of testing. I would pull different hashtags and it would help me really trend on different hashtag pages. And one time I landed on the explore page, well, a couple of times, and that's what really helped my account grow like crazy. So I had about 90 niche hashtags that I would continuously use. I'd switch them in and out of my captions and my engagement really started to grow and I was getting in front of my ideal follower. 
So today, that little list of 90 hashtags has grown to over 4,000 niche categorized high growth top performing hashtags in over 90 categories and it is named the hashtag matrix and it's available for sale on my website www.isabellasilverio.com you can also find it in the link in my bio but this is the thing the categories and the hashtags in here are guaranteed to help you boost your engagement like crazy and get you in front of your ideal followers so that way they become your dream client. I have categories in female entrepreneurs, women in business, pregnancy, Etsy shops, lifestyle entrepreneurs, women in fitness, I even have Hispanic women in fitness, New York City, money, mindset, lettering, like I have so many categories in there you guys. There is definitely multiple that you can use. You can pull hashtags from any and all the categories, put them in your caption, use all 30, you know, create a block of 30 hashtags and watch your account grow like crazy. So this is how I've been able to grow my account. All of my clients use it and they absolutely love it. It's my number one selling digital download product. I definitely recommend you make this investment in your business. And because you're listening to this episode, you can use podcast at checkout to save some dollar dollar bills off. So if this is going to be an investment in your business, it's a small one and you should definitely make these moves forward. You are not too good for hashtags. They do not look spammy. They are going to help you get into your in front of your ideal follower and then you can converse with them, talk about your offer with them. It's super simple. I highly recommend it. And if you have any questions, just go ahead and DM me on Instagram. Say, hey, Isabella, I've talked about, I've heard about your matrix. Can, do you have this category? Let me know. What do you think? Is it a good fit for me? But I can tell you right now, it's a definitely a good fit for you. And I would hundred percent recommend it. So go ahead and get it at www.isabellasilverio.com. Use po- code podcast at checkout. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And now let's get back into this episode. But I know Mm -hmm. listeners are just super interested of like, how much can you make? Or like, how much work really is it? Right. And like, Mm -hmm. is it sustainable? Right. Or should they go coaching first and then do code? So I'll I'll let you go. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, I've been learning a lot over the last couple of months in general. Um, Just to finish, like, I everything kind of just happened. Like I was working toward for blogging and influencing to happen for four years before I got to like a lot of work, five years, like to where I am right now. Like Mm -hmm. it took time and my Mm -hmm. following is organic and you know, I, I'm not consistent with my blog. I'm more consistent with my Instagram currently Mm -hmm. and I'm doing my best to be a little bit more consistent with my blog. But, um, you know, I, I think I only really started to make money off posts this last year. Mm, okay. So and a lot of back end work goes into it. Yeah, because like, yeah. there's so much that goes into it. You want to make sure that like I always use this as an example since I was a makeup artist and probably with anything you do in life, like you'll hear, you know, don't do anything for free or or things like that. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, when you're just starting out, you have to be so hungry. Yes. Like you can, you can pick yes. who you want to work with and collaborate with. Mm-hmm. You might not get paid. 
but Mm -hmm. it's that energy exchange that now you have that on your media kit, on your resume, you have all of these brands that you've built up and you've worked with. And that was the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. I built my portfolio for artistry and I was doing the same thing for influencing and blogging. So now I can go to people and show them examples. Oh, I've worked with these 50 brands. Mm -hmm. I built that up. Yeah. So this is, this is what I can show you. So it definitely took a minute to get that. Um, I, in regards to uh, collaborating with people, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you think everybody wants to know? Like how to do it or. I think people want to know. So let's think of what is it that they should be doing every day or let's go more tactile. So Okay. What is, if I'm, if I, cause right now I'm trying to, I'm exploring the idea of getting this podcast, maybe monetized. I'm not, and I could, <laughs> if I wanted to, or just, you know, maybe working with, with, I have a few companies in mind. So yeah. what would that look like in terms of me reaching out? What do people want to hear? Do I need a media kit? What makes good, a, a good media kit? Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. Do you want it for podcast or do you want it for Instagram? It's a little bit different, but um, about the same. Maybe Instagram. For my Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So first things first. Um, you can anybody, even if you have five thousand, three thousand followers, mm-hmm. if you have good engagement and um, you have good content, brands will work with you. You mm-hmm. might not get paid in the beginning, but like I said, they'll send you like products in exchange for posts. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If you can be on time, that proves a lot because then you can build a partnership with that brand and they'll continue to want to work with you. That's number one. Um, Once you've started to do that, you can build a media kit, which is super important. It makes you very credible to brands when you are reaching out to them. You can shoot DMs and you can shoot emails. Um, DMs, I find, oftentimes work really well because they see if they answer you, which I get a really good response at, they yeah. see like exactly like who you are because they're able they're to able pop to into your right account. There. Mm-hmm. What do you and then some of them, them, I'll say like, hey, I really love your sunglasses so much. <laughs> I love your green powder. <laughs> um, I really think that it would resonate with my audience. Mm-hmm. If you feel that this aligns with you, I'd really love to share it with them. Please let me know. Hope to create some magic with you. And that's just, that's my tagline because I use magic and magical all the time. So come up with something that's unique to you and your individual brand so that they know that it's not just a generic like copy and paste. I definitely say something along Mm -hmm. those lines. Like it's not scripted every single time I DM a brand or I could, or you could say, it's also important to say like, Hey, I've been following you for X amount of time. I think that my audience who's, um, mainly millennial females from Mm -hmm. ages 20 to 30 would really love your beauty products, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that and say like how, how that goes. Also, It would be super helpful if when you are pitching them, Uh you say what you can do for them. Because a lot of people don't actually say like, oh, Mm. I'd love to do stories for you. I would love to do a post. Get creative because the more creative you are, the more Mm. enticing it is for the brand to actually work with you. 
Ooh, okay. So something I would probably do because I have like a morning routine that my mm-hmm. audience really loves to follow me on. Like every like, and I do my morning routine about once or twice a week, like the full routine. So yeah. I would say like, you know, hey, Four Sigmatic, I seriously love your mushroom coffee, and I get so many questions about it every single time I post it. When when I do my full morning routine on my Instagram stories, would it be possible, you know, to collaborate on? Um, collaborate on um to collaborate and empower my audience with your products let me know hoping we can um empower together something like that something like that yeah okay cool i'm gonna re-listen to this when i and then formulate that email because that's really you. good oh thanks babe oh, that's okay. <laughs> and then do so as far as like so you, you reach out through dm can mm-hmm. also do email Mm-hmm. Have you ever done like travel or anything like that for hotels or things of that nature? Um, I haven't reached out yet for things mm-hmm. like that. I I know that a lot of hotels will. So like if they'll give you like a two night stay or something like that. So mm-hmm. it would be a similar type of pitch. Like, hey, my audience looks like that. Probably an email. My mm-hmm. audience looks like this or that my engagement is this. I really think that if I did ABC, it would benefit your audience because my audience is really going to love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Something like that. Yeah. And then we touched upon it really briefly, but I want to circle back to it is the media kit. So a lot mm-hmm. of my listeners, maybe they don't really know what it is. They don't know if they need one. Can you explain of what a media kit is, what goes in it and why it's beneficial for people to create one? For sure. So a media kit is basically a screenshot of who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be a couple of pages in a PDF. You can create one on Canva. Mm -hmm. Um, I have like a title page and then like a brief little bio of who I am and what I do. And then I go into um, a page. If you don't have this yet, that's okay. I actually recently just added this into my media kit, but you can list all of the collaborations, um, all the brands that you've actually worked with just so that they can see. And then I break it down into posts and packages of if they want to work with me, it's this amount, this amount, this amount, and this amount. Mm-hmm. And then I have another page that explains content takes time. It's mm-hmm everything. You're getting quality high photos. You're paying for modeling, my editing, everything. And I go into detail, all of it. Mm -hmm. And um, just so they understand that if they send me something and the product is broken or I don't feel like it aligns because it wasn't exactly what we agreed upon, then I Mm -hmm. probably won't post it. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that you set the tone for whoever you're working with. Mm-hmm. obviously you can compromise on things, but, but go back and forth about it. Because if you don't really feel aligned with it, you're not going to want to produce the content and it's going to totally. come through your post. Totally. I'm for one really tired of everyone. What's like something that everyone, oh, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to step on anyone's toes when I say this, but like Frey, you know, like the skincare, do you, do you partner with Frey? Skincare? It's like FRE. It's like the Bluetooth. Everyone and their mother is like, you know, and, and, you know, it's, I get it. It's super enticing to work with brands, right? Yeah. See a lot of like the YouTubers that we follow, all of these Instagrammers, they partner with brands, right? Yeah. So every time that we have an opportunity to like possibly do that, I've been, I get, 
I get requests um, to work with brands almost weekly. Um, and I say no most of the time because I'm like, I never heard of your product. I'm not going to, I'm not an ambas ambassador for this. Send it if you want, if you know, and it, I get it. Um, but people who are listening, just because someone emails you does not mean you have to say yes. And yeah. you're going to make your wealth based on the number of times you say no than the times you say yes, honestly. Yeah. And what you agree to also, because there are a lot of brands out there who like know this now they've gotten smart and they'll be like, Oh, we'll send you this product and you have to do two posts for us at 5 PM yeah. on Friday. And like then the watches. Friday. Yeah. I've actually okay. worked with one of those companies just because I wanted to throw it on my resume. Uh -huh. And like, I didn't, it was a trade. It was a collaboration and they were very specific on the timing. And I, yeah. you know, looking back at it, I was having this conversation actually with a blogger friend yesterday. We were just like, I don't like how that company like runs their stuff when you know that they have a budget to pay influencers, but like then they're taking advantage of other influencers or somebody who's like hungry to get at it. Also to be aware of if you get emails or you get DMs and you'll, you'll, it, maybe you'll be able to figure it out, but a lot of it's spammy and it'll be like, mm -hmm. come DM me, blah, blah, blah. I get these every yeah. single day on my comments and some of them I'll respond to and I'll be like, Oh, um, I'm interested. Tell me more. Just for the fun of it, I'll do it. And then they'll yeah. say like, oh, you can sign up for our ambassador program and it's X amount of dollars and we'll give you 50% off code. And I'm oh like, oh my God, I know. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm not paying for your product if you want me to post for it. Like yeah. it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. 100%. You know? Yeah. I hear you. I totally hear you. I have yeah. one more question just about the media kit. If that's okay. Yeah. So what's like, because you said you can either DM or you can email. So is there like a jurisdiction of like when you should DM versus when you should like email and give the media kit, which is a little bit more specific and like could be a little bit more aggressive? Like what's, what's the difference? But when do you do yeah. either? Yeah. I, I, if you're looking to work with a smaller brand, you can kind of feel it out. Like possibly they don't have budget. So you know it's probably going to be a collaboration. So getting in touch with them directly via DM is mm -hmm. probably your best tactic. If okay. you don't get an answer from them, then email them. I will sometimes like send two. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, if they're a huge brand, you I have will mail track. Do that. You have do mail I track? No. <gasps> Everyone, I okay, get mail track. track. It's. It's a, it's a Google plugin extension that you can see when people open and read your emails. I'm writing that down. Mail track. It's like $10 for the year. Cause you can get the free one, but at the end of like the email signature says like sent with mail track and they know that you're tracking their email um, or you can just pay $10 and disappear. So I know <laughs> when you're opening my shit and then it, and then you get a flag notification every time someone opens up your email. Like I've emailed Buzzfeed okay. a couple of times. And they still open up my email. So I'm just like waiting for them to like bring me on to this. <laughs> but um, it'll yeah. happen. It'll, it'll yeah, happen. One day, one day. Um, yeah. Um, and then, so I feel like if I want to pitch somebody and I like want them to get to know me a little bit better, because uh, honestly, I was afraid for a little while to just attach my media kit and I wasn't doing it because I'm like, oh, like I'm requesting to get paid but like mm -hmm. you should and so I got over wow. that fear and I was like fuck that I'm just attaching it and basically the way I phrase it is hi so and so I'm really interested in collaborating with you I can do a b c d e f g um if you think that this aligns with you please let me know hope to hear from you soon 
and I've attached my media kit just so you can get to know me a little bit better. Yeah, perfect. And I just attach it. Mm -hmm. And then they'll either come back and they'll say like, oh, we, we have budget for this, blah, blah, blah. We'd love to work with you. Or they'll say like, we don't actually really have a budget for that, but we'd still really love to work with you. Are you willing to do it, this mm. if we send this? And mm. then sometimes I will be like, yeah, okay, cool. Because I genuinely like the brand. And especially if they offer something that I can give back to my followers. Yeah. Like for example, um, I have like a shoe company I'm working with and they did oh. this and they sent me a couple pairs of shoes, but I now get to give one of my followers a pair of shoes for free. So I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that because that's me collabing with a brand and able to give back exactly. to my community. Yeah. I love that. That's the ideal. If you can't get paid for the posts and that's like always ideal for yeah. sure. I love yeah. that. Thank you so much, Ashley. Yeah. Um, you're I'm curious now of like, so you did, you're kind of did the influencer thing. You worked as a makeup artist. You have a lot of experience working with so many different types of people. Who are you working with now and how do you help them? Yeah. So right now I am working with entrepreneurs. I am a personal brand coach. So what I do is I help you figure out how to stand out, how to be your own unique self online. Mm -hmm. And also in real life, because a lot of people, I think, lose that because we're so influenced by what we're seeing all the time and they don't know, how do I make my feed look pretty? How do I really be authentic and, you know, be myself and push through those, those fears and have more confidence in, in being you and, mm -hmm. you know, giving guidance on, on all content in general, you know, like it goes even down into what you wear. And a lot of people don't want to go shopping or they don't know what fits their body. You know, I help yeah. them with that as well. Oh, I love that. Is there yeah. anything specific that your clients really love that you do together? Hmm. I'd say like everybody kind of wants to know how I make my feed look the way that it is. Oh yeah. Everyone needs to go check out Ashley. We're going to, we're going to talk about where to find her all in just a bit, but Ashley's feed is goals, but actually kind of unrealistic, but I'm sure if they work with you, then it's totally in their reach. Um, yeah. Do you have any tips on how to make, how to get people like have a, such a feed made by the Sistine Chapel? Like that looks like <laughs> chapel. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard that before? No. I've heard that. Like I've seen memes of like, your feed doesn't have to look like the Sistine Chapel to like be a six figure earner. I'm like, yo, true. But um, you have true, but it's, it's about like you wanting, it's like, okay, great. You, you're a six figure earner, but it's also about you feeling good in your own skin and being like, uh, I want to show up a little bit better than I have been. It hasn't mm -hmm. been like my focus, but I want people to know me for like, my color is purple. Like I love purple. Oh. That's my power color. I'm using it's example. power now, color. Like, purple is my power that. color, right? So I want to make sure that like pieces in my wardrobe, I'm, I have like a lot of purple. So I have yeah. some kind of purple and I do the same thing, fit, you know, I do the same thing. I wear a lot of like the, like the pink color and yeah. denim. So when you I'm do. in my feed, it all ties together. Yeah, exactly. I love exactly. That. So I help people figure out what that is mm -hmm. and 
that helps like cultivate your feet a little bit better when you have a mood and a theme. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes you a minute to really figure out that flow. Like I have pink hair, so that helps with my color flow, but I also really love yellow. So you'll see a lot of yellows throughout my feed and it's just bright in general, but that doesn't mean your feed has to be bright. You can still be a standout personal brand Mm -hmm. once you figure out even what you're doing. You know, Once they work with you. (laughs) <laughs> once they, once you yeah. work with me, yeah, you'll have, you'll it, all have nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone should go work with Ashley. Her feet is absolutely incredible and she will definitely help you in that regards. I have Thanks. one more question for you, Ashley. Yeah, of course. So, um, it was actually today I got this question. So, um, supernova jazz, she was the guava girl, uh, featured last episode and she loved the last episode was all about how to hack the Instagram algorithm. And she was like, I would really love, you know, for you to talk about, you know, really detaching your own personal worth to, you know, the, your likes, your DMs, your engagement, finding beauty apart from Instagram. Do you have anything, uh, any words to like shed on that topic? Cause I was like, damn, I really should be talking about that a lot more on my podcast because it's real. Like just feeling good in your own skin outside of Instagram, you mean? Well, a lot of people just really attach their worth to likes, you okay. know, and okay, and it, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I would say like, we're so caught up in this Instagram world. And if you are listening, you probably have some sort of a business and your business is possibly online and I get it. But at the end of the day, your worth doesn't matter like with likes at all. It does not matter. And what was really cool, and I'm going to reference Pace to be Brave again, is that when we were in that space surrounded by all of those influential, amazing entrepreneurial women, you didn't know half of the people probably. Like I didn't know what, how many followers they had. I had no idea what the dollar sign was like invisibly over their head. We were just human to human. And that was pretty cool. Because that it didn't was matter. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. And then you looked at somebody's Instagram and you were like, oh, okay. But yeah. in general, I think it's perception of if somebody, at the end of the day, we're all humans on the other mm-hmm. side of that Instagram account, you know, we're all mm-hmm. humans. So remember that. Don't forget, like build that connection and that relationship with somebody. And even if somebody doesn't have a big following, it doesn't mean that they're a nobody. Oh my God. like lower likes doesn't mean that there are nobody. There's somebody too. So be kind, be nice to people. And that's going to give you the energy back that you are giving out. And it's just going to overall like help you. Um, It doesn't mean that if you have a lower following or lower likes right now, that it's going to be like that forever because it won't be. If you are determined to be, and you have like this goal of being someone who's super successful in the online sphere, you will be. It takes time. It takes mm-hmm. hustle. Uh, mm-hmm. Not forever hustle, but it, it takes like a lot of hard work and you yeah. have to be willing to do that and not give up, you wow. know? Wow. You heard it from Ashley Spidali herself, folks. It takes time. She's been blogging for 10 years and she's coaching women just like you to find their personal brand, their voice, their theme, their elements, everything to really stand out with your online business. Or, you know, even if you're not, don't have an online business, you can still just stand out in so many different aspects and mediums of your life. And thank you so much for being on this podcast episode, Ashley. It's so good. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a blast. Oh, it was such a blasty blast. Oh, I love that. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so where can people find you at, Ashley? So you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Spadale. That's mm-hmm. S-P-E-D-A-L-E. Uh-huh. I spelled out my first name, maybe. <laughs> Ashley spelled L-E-Y, not Traditionally. Yeah. Traditionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And you have your own podcast too. I do. My podcast um, is called Brunch with the Universe. Oh, so good. Thanks. Love it. Love um, it. It's on iTunes and Spotify, so you can find me there. And I ha- my website, which is just ashleyspedali.com. Oh, love it. Oh, thank you so much, Ashley. Any parting words you'd like to give to the Guava Girl listeners? You spit a lot of fire, but... <laughs> I <Yeah>. did. <laughs> I would just say, like, be you, be authentic push through your fucking fears. Um, on the other side of fear is always greatness. I know it's scary AF, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, show up, do your best, forgive yourself. It's okay to forgive yourself. You're allowed to breathe and stay magical. Oh, thank you. All right, girl. All right. See you later, everybody. Have a great day and hope you all had a spooky Halloween. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on this episode. 